course, this crowded house, a good old Kiwi band, and the song, Four Seasons in One Day. Reason why we played that? Well, it's a good song, but also Four Seasons in One Day is something you can expect at the, the Basin Reserve. The weather can turn there, it can be beautiful for one hour, northerly can rip through, can get a little bit cloudy, the southerly could kick in. Uh, I mean, Four Seasons in One Day pretty much sums up what we may well get at the Basin for this Test match. And on the line, we've got two absolute legends, uh, New Zealand folk. We're talking to uh, Corey Parker. What an honour this is for me to talk to Corey Parker. 347 games for the Broncos alone. Kicked 586 goals, just by the by. Converted 39 of his own tries. State of origin, 19 games for Queensland and 19 games for the Kangaroos. Match that with this. World record holder as a wicketkeeper batsman, Ian Healy, one of the greats the game has ever seen, ever. 119 tests, 366 catches, 29 stumpings, 400s in the process, 15 years playing for Queensland. Folks, two of Queensland's most favourite sons joining us now, live from their show in Brisbane. What an honour it is. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Smitty. Morning, mate. How are you going? That's a fair intro. Well, One of the best yeah. I've had. You, you, you forgot to mention, my mum is a full-blood Kiwi, so you and I are a little bit closer than we think. Well, that has just made them, uh, that has completed the intro and made you an even better bloke uh, on breeding alone, <laughs> Corey Parker. So, hey, listen, first thing we should, uh, we should talk about with you, of course, before we get to, to heels and a bit of cricket, of course, is uh, did you manage or have you managed to wangle a trip to Las Vegas uh, for this mm. weekend? Yeah, it's still a little bit raw, mate, to be <laughs> fair. And the, the short answer is no. Every man and his dog has managed a trip to Vegas except for Heels and I. We're sitting in the studio. But uh, it's going to be a fantastic event over there in Vegas. I mean, iconic. Uh, yeah, the fact that they've been able to put it down for five years. But, um, oh, no, I haven't. And a little bit raw about that, to be honest. <laughs> Well, you'd be watching your Broncos, uh, Corey, I'm sure anyway, and they have uh, in pre-seasons games, which you can, uh, honestly, you don't really put a lot of weight into, but it shows they have got depth at the Broncos because they've been missing a lot of their players in some of these games. But the Roosters match up uh, Sunday our time. What are you expecting there first up? Yeah, a clash of the titans. I mean, when you look at these two teams on paper, let alone just the, the iconicness of them being you know, two powerhouse clubs in the NRL, on paper, I think both teams have the genuine ability to win the comp this year. I think it's a wide-open competition this year. I think Penrith have come back to the field a fraction. I think there's some other sides that have sort of gone up into that realm. And I, and I honestly think, um, yeah, the field size, we've spoken that about that a little bit, uh, will sort of play into both these teams' uh, style of play. Broncos like to play through that middle third of the field, as do the, the Roosters. So I'm expecting, like, you, you couldn't help but have, when you run out there at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas for the first time, to have that adrenaline going through you, I'm expecting a really, really fiery affair between these two teams. Mm. Well, it's uh, 20,000 uh, 20, fans, we're told. Uh, we have heard uh, going from Australia alone, so mm. there's going to be a hell of a crowd and a hell of an atmosphere. He also, you clearly won't be going there either. If Corey can't make the trip, you won't be able to. <laughs> I, I thought that might, I thought... I thought there might be a spotting of you um, at the Basin or Christchurch on one of those highly paid uh, tour party gigs. <laughs> no, no, I won't be there either, Smithy. But, but the Basin, in my memory, is such a low, slow pitch. But these days, it's not the case. So this is going to be quite lively and, and move around a lot in those four seasons at Wellington. 
There will be hills, but they're going to be northerlies, and uh, you'll remember keeping at the basin on some fairly windy days. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And the, the basin's the only place that I've had to stand first slip in front of me as a wicketkeeper. But, you know, you're telling me it carries through pretty well these days. It has. So I think in, in, in terms of domestic cricket, uh, the Basin Reserve and Hagley Oval, the two venues for this tier series, are uh, probably the bounciest pitches in the country at the moment. Or well, there's a reasonably good pace at Eden Park on that drop-in pitch the other night. Um, Heels, uh, you were there. I mean, we were all there. Uh, Corey might have been in the corporate box, actually, but we were all there at the Gabba when Shamar Joseph did what he did and Australia were upset in one of the biggest upsets in Test cricket probably for two to three decades. What are Australia going to bring to us on the back of that? They've got to bring a freshness. Mm. They were tired. They looked lazy or or just a bit flat. Um, they missed some good Yorkers from Shamar rather than just keep them out. They, they just weren't sharp enough. Um, and and the West Indies pounced and, and nailed them because of it. So that, that's what they need. And I think they had a, a real sharpness about their T20 cricket. They made beautiful adjustments with their bowling um, and that they looked very together. So I think it's there and, and you'll probably uh, see it right from the word go. W- what about you, Smithy? Uh, who's missing? Are you missing anyone for this series? Or Daryl Mitchell's back. A- anyone else yeah. back? No, I think we're pretty much as, as good as we can get here. Our, our conundrum here is to uh, whether w- the makeup of our side, w- we haven't really got a, a, a spinner in the 50% class of Nathan Lyon, probably 30%, truth be known. Mm. What do we prepare? What do we prepare over here? Um, when we've done traditionally well against Australian sides over the years, uh, particularly, I go back to Hobart actually, low green seamers that go sideways for the majority of the test match. That is what I would prepare, um, but I'm not quite sure that we can. Um, yeah. But what would you prepare if you were looking? I mean, and do, is, is there an underbelly uh, about this Australian batting lineup with Steve Smith at the top of the order and Cameron Green unestablished? You'd have to say at four. Yeah. Uh, Un- underbelly, but you probably would not so much an underbelly, but uh, Smith will come into his own, having been, yeah, did probably disappointed himself in the T20 games. He would have liked to have done more. Um, he might have played himself out of the world T20. Uh, so he'll be smarting. Manus comes in to keep them together, and then the power around that is is okay. Um, but, of course, Manus has got work to do. He, he's been squaring up and nicking things. Um, I would. What would I prepare? Mm, yeah, it might have a... You're, you're banking on the toss, but, you, yeah, you probably need something with a bit of life when you're bowling to the Australian top order. You might, you, might, uh, you know, wriggle through them one day. Heels, uh, if, uh, I haven't finished with you, Corey Parker. Don't you go anywhere just by the by. Uh, Heels, just for a second, <laughs> just, uh, longevity in this Australian side. How long are we looking, in all honesty? Uh, if you look at the bowling attack and you, you look at um, well, Steve Smith, uh, for one anyway, and uh, Usman for another. Uh, Usman, one year. Uh, Smith, a little longer than that, um, to probably bring our middle-order talent through. Um, the Stark, you, you can't lump, you know, it's a bit like Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad got lumped together all the time, and as it's turned out, the young bloke has retired and the old bloke's still going. But, um, Starkey, I think, is 34, so I'm saying two for him. 
uh, maybe more for Josh Hazelwood and more for more than that for for Pat Cummins is only thirty. So and, and then we bring in a quick one at a time, maybe. So I'd say Starkey another two. Smithy, I think he's asking that question. Heels is because I want to know. Like nineteen ninety three was the last time the the Kiwis. Uh, it, for such a good outfit in in international cricket, why can't you beat Australia? <laughs> well, okay, Corey, you've asked for it, right? Um, here's, the, <laughs> here, here's the thing: we don't play you often enough, um, and uh, well, it's been eight years since you've deigned it deigned it necessary uh, to to cross the Tasman to see us. The last time you came here, you brought Adam Voges. We we hardly knew who Adam Voges was. Two hundred runs later, we knew who he was. Uh, <laughs> look, so we don't. We don't play you often enough, I think, to gain confidence and uh, I think belief from time to time because what we do do is we sit here and your television, your cricket is beamed in here, uh, here when we hear commentaries on the radio uh, and all we hear about is the great exploits of this Australian side and, and when you haven't had a chance to prove yourself against them for quite some time, I don't know how you can possibly have that belief and that confidence. And I, I think that is one of the reasons why uh, we are coming back to Australia. We were miserable when we came to Australia um, about three years, four years ago. We just couldn't take a trump and we weren't uh, anywhere near uh, a World Test Championship side at that point. Uh, and we just, again, played without belief and credibility in that series. We come again in 2025, I think it is, December 2025, and we've been granted, I think, four test matches there to try and prove our worth there. Uh, what our side looks like, or Hill's just outlined yours, what else look like, what look like our bowling attack, etc. in 2025, I do not know. I, I just hope that uh, Kane Williamson is drinking from the fountain of youth and he'll be around at that stage because w without him we look uh, a little bit thin. A couple of other uh, matters we'd love to chat to you Queenslanders about. Uh, Heels, I know you've got a little bit of uh, rugby background, and Les Kiss and the Reds uh, look like they might be a chance this year because Super Rugby kicked off last weekend. Yeah, I think so, Smithy. I, I think Thorny has set up a real strong physical platform and defensive platform and Les Kiss comes in and f is, uh, you know, endeavouring to free them up a touch. They've got some ball players in those forwards and, and they might play with a little more uh, freedom and flair. So, you know, let's see. But they were, they were all very happy with the performance they put on for a, an emerging crowd at Suncorp Stadium the other night against the Waratahs. And that is important, um, as you know, Corey, because you guys have had great crowds, the Broncos, for years and years. It's just been automatic. Uh, and rugby is, is really struggling for, uh, from that point of view. Uh, and, of course, Les Kiss, uh, very much with a background that you'd know about. Yeah, no, you're spot on. And to double down on what Heels just touched on, I think uh, from a spectacle point of view, I think if you're able to play with a freedom and, and, a, and a style that really suits particularly some of your assets in your side, which uh, the Reds have some really, uh, you know, fast, free-flowing players, uh, instead of getting bogged down into some of the, I guess, the technicalities of rugby, if you play to your strengths, I think it can be a real asset. And uh, Les Kiss, yeah, as, as he has touched on there before, um, I think so far... Um, looking pretty good, but mm. um, they only played the Waratahs, and obviously, <laughs> <laughs> Smithy, we haven't Smithy, we're it. calling it we're calling it Les Ball over here. Um, <laughs> Les Ball, okay. <laughs> what about just I give mean, us give our just be careful with that. Give one. our listeners a, a, a you know an insight into how good Ratchan Ravindra has started his cricket career. Is he maybe as good as Crowey? 
Nah, not at yet, Heels. Uh, not yet. Um, I'm saying Williamson is, and that it was going to take me a long, yes. long time to admit to that. But Williamson is, and your numbers just, I mean, numbers are, and the way he goes about things. Uh, and Martin Crow, would, if he was alive, would be the first to be acknowledging. He'd be trumpeting Kane Williamson. Uh, yep. So, yeah, look, uh, Rachin Ravindra, uh, excellent start um, in terms of a double century at home. And, OK, it was a South African very poor team. Um, for various reasons, but it's Rachin Ravindra, you, you know heels when you turn up to a game of cricket and you just you look out the corner of your eye and, and then you double take on a, a shot or a, a mannerism or a presence at the crease um, nice. that's, his, that's Rachin Ravindra, you know when you just think, man have I just seen something really, really special to look forward to in the future, that is Rachin Ravindra this is a yep. big series for him you, I mean, he got massive credibility in the World Cup, didn't he? But if you get credibility against Australia, uh, even at home, uh, you play well against Australia, and if he gets 100 against Australia and there's, there's four chances he's going to have a go, or, or averages well and does consistently well, uh, then I'm prepared to say, yes, you're looking at something very, very special. So... Um, you know, I, I like the kid. I like the way he goes about things. He's typical Kiwi. He gives credit to the team as opposed to himself. Um, look, I, 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 I like him. Put it that way. Uh, I was yep. an admiration of, of the World Cup. Uh, hey, listen, uh, we cannot let you go, Corey Parker, because you mm. talked about previewing a, a small preview of the NRL. You never mentioned the WAS, mate. You never mentioned the WAS. The feel-good story of the NRL, up the WAS. Honestly, I mean, from where they were a couple of seasons ago, you throw in Andrew Webster and what he's been able to do and, and encompass the, the, the community uh, and, and the culture of, um, you know, the Warriors and what it all means for them. They've had some you know, great buys over the summer. I thought Capewell, uh, he, he, he's a winner. He's going to really help them, an experienced player. Uh Harris Tavita has come back after his year out writing journals. Uh, and RTS, who oh, oh, it looks supremely fit. So I have loved absolutely everything I saw about the Wars last year. I, I, and, and as to have the locals, two sold-out stadiums in trial matches, I think that speaks volumes for the team. Um, I, I saw their, both their trial matches, their first one against the Tigers. They were down to 12 men for an hour. Uh, with young kids in their side, they only got beaten by two, and then they uh, they followed up with a full strength side and looked very very good. So, um, I, I firmly believe that the the, the uh, Warriors can certainly do um, what they do uh, did last year. I think their squad is better, um, and I love the emotion that, um, that that they're playing with at the moment. But um, huge kudos to the coach um, Andrew Webster. Yep, we're, we're thrilled, um, you know, with the way things are shaping up. Uh, they were okay against the Dolphins last week, but Webby being Webby has said, look, we can't play that bad um, and expect to have high expectations in the NRL. So we're talking mm. like, um, you know, a different side, Corey, which makes a difference too. Well, the, the habits are different too. Um, normally, uh, you know, the... Well, uh, the Warriors have been, you know, looked to go for maybe a shortcut option. They're happy to get into the grind, kick long, back their defence. I think they were the third best defensive side in the competition last year, which is enormous turnaround from where they were. So their mindset's completely different. They play a different brand of football. They got strike right across the park in all the right positions. So big year ahead for them. Yep, big year ahead. Uh, big show for you guys. Uh, you're just kicking off. We're just about to finish in about 40 minutes' time. But it's been an honour to chat to you two blokes. Um, you know, absolute 
legends in uh, Queensland and Australian sport and uh, it's been great that uh, our New Zealand listeners have had the privilege of doing just that. Thank you uh, gentlemen, Uh, have a terrific rest of the show and we'll catch up again shortly. Same for us Smithy, thanks a lot. Thanks bud.